And welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps podcast. I'm your host, David Levake. I am joined today by, uh, a, I wasn't called a ghost from my uh, past at the Star Tribune, a, a young man who I wrote about back in 2011, which is crazy. That's a long time ago already. Rashad Cohen, standout hurdler for the uh, Minnetonka High School, has uh, gone on to do a lot with uh, his life and, and uh, in speaking in doing work to inspire, empower, and transform the people with whom he's speaking. And so we're glad to have him on board today. And, and uh, Rashad, good, good to be talking to you again. I appreciate it, David. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah you've been busy. Uh, I, I just, there's so many things to get to. Uh, there's so many uh, highlights that you mentioned in your, in your email where you reached out. Uh, where would you like to begin? Because there's so many, again, so many things to get to. And, and I just, I just, you speak for a living and you do it well, so I would be uh, stupid to not just be quiet and, and let you do the talking. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate it, David. First, uh, I definitely want to thank you for uh, just responding back to the email, and it's an honor to be able to uh, just catch up and uh, just continue to, to do what we both do best. You know, So I want to thank you and honor you for what you do. Well, thank you. Of course, of course. Um, well, first, I, I think it would be a great a great place to start would be um, just to highlight how you and I met and um, just briefly the the news article um, that really uh, uh, me me and my my dad would will never forget. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That's yeah. so how. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you, did you? Was that you were just going to talk about that remembrance, or was I supposed to tell you how I? came up with the idea and I, I don't know what, what, uh, what you're, uh, where you're going for with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would, I think it would be cool if, uh, we just gave them just a, a quick little debrief of the article. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. I believe the, the, the article's title, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, was stepdad acts as true dad. That sounds right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I had, well, very quickly, I had seen you, I, I'm, I, I focused on track and field in the spring along with cross. I had seen this sophomore named Rashad Cohen uh, take uh, you were an all state hurdler as a sophomore. And that's not common. You usually see uh, hurdlers that are successful or juniors and seniors. So I, and then I reached out to Minnetonka and saw that the name, the name of the coach was Chris Cohen, same last name. And I didn't know Chris at the time. And I think I, my email said, I assume there's some relation there. So I'd love to hear more <laughs> about this young man. And Chris actually told me all about the, everything to do with uh, your relationship with your mother, and and mm -hmm. uh, and and we're probably going to be uh, adopting. I'm probably going to be mm -hmm. adopting Rashad, which is mm -hmm. Rashad, was Rashad. So it's just like whoa! Like I got a lot, a lot, I got a lot more than I bargained for, and and it. Yeah. You know, you guys were were nice enough to have me in your home and, and to talk a lot yeah. about the dynamics of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that uh, that that opportunity, uh, we were, we were really able to um, just really share our story from that article. Uh, a lot of people had questions, uh, especially the the interracial uh, relationship. A lot of people had questions about, uh, and so that that really gave us a platform, especially myself, uh, when it comes to um, my my stepdad who is like my real dad being white. 
you know, especially nowadays that that allows me to go into to schools or organizations and uh, be able to share like the power of love, you know. And one of my mm-hmm. posts that I say is um, love, love sees, love sees color and it, it embraces it. A lot of times you hear people say, well, well, you know, love doesn't see color. Like I don't see color. Like, no, you need to see color and you need to embrace it. You know, and I, I got the opportunity and to experience that uh, with my with my dad, uh, Chris Cohen. You know, he came into my life when I was two years old. And despite our uh, our background or race differences, like that did not stop him from loving me like a biological father. You know, and so that's one of my messages that I that I go into school to speak on, uh, like when it comes to, you know, racial equity or diversity, diversity and inclusion. Like I, I share that portion of my, my life to really bring it to life, you know, as far as like love sees color and it embraces it, you know? You know, you, you're, you talk a lot, a lot about in your materials about mentoring uh, specific, specific uh, uh, eight, the K through eight uh, mm-hmm. age group and then predominantly boys, but not exclusively as if I'm getting right. that right. Is that, is that, okay. Correct. Yeah. That was a, that was a big transformational time in your life because mm-hmm. you said Chris comes into your life. And is that why it's, that's your target audience? Is that why you put a lot of your focus there because you can relate to walking those miles? That's a good question, David. Uh, to be honest, I haven't put too much thought into that, but looking back, that is why I have such a, a passion and a, a heart because that, that, that was such a critical time for me. And I saw if my dad did not step in during that time, uh, my life could be on a completely different path. And so when I created the midterm program in South Carolina for K through eighth grade boys, the sole purpose was to basically do what, what everything my, my dad instilled into me as far as life lessons, as far as character, integrity, um, you know, punctuality, like all these different things that he instilled and made that um, really just uh, created a, a strong foundation to me uh, for me to be successful. Like I wanted to instill those exact same things in K through eighth grade boys because uh, I had an opportunity to at a, at a charter school on my uh, school's campus. You know, so I just took up that opportunity and, and did that. And I was able to really just transform and change a lot of young men's lives. You'll be speaking uh, to, to folks uh, 9.15 a.m. Thursday, November 3rd at Minnetonka Middle School West. That is not open to the public, unfortunately, uh, though people that are interested in booking mm-hmm. your services as a speaker across the spectrum. I, I know you've spoken to educators. You've spoken to, mm-hmm. to groups. Uh, uh, I think Minnetonka has a group just for students of color. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. All, of, all of those places you fit in well and, and present your message. That's can all be found at RashadCone.com. Uh, so that's that's Thank your you. website. You yes, talk sir. a lot about uh, on on your website. You, you have an about mm-hmm. um, aspect, and you, and you talk about um, your. Um, sorry, here I'm just trying to get to it right now. This is the yeah. this is the the, the, the uh, trials and tribulations of doing things live. Yeah, you talked about. You know, not just your message locally, but but taking it mm-hmm. not just across the country, 
across the world, 14 countries on four continents, living out of a backpack. He experienced racism, parasites, food poisoning, sleeping in a tent for a month. So what brought you to take your message globally? Yeah, uh, my, my, I, I always had a dream, David, to travel across the world. And I never seen anyone necessarily do it, especially an uh, African-American man. And so it was like that type of dream where it was like, you know, um, I, I, I just have to do this because my, my main message going into schools or speaking at conferences or whatever it may be was to dream big. And so I just li- I want to always live my life in such a way where I'm not only speaking it, but I'm living it. And I would always share to my, my audience that one day I'm going to travel across the world. And I, I had a vision board that I will also take when I would speak and just allow them to see like my, my visual dreams. And on that the vision board was, uh, it was uh, uh, two hands. And then on the hands was painted a globe. And every single morning I, I would, I would wake up and look at the, my vision board and say, I would travel across the world to touch lives. And I just always believed that one day I would travel across the world to touch lives. And I had an opportunity to go on a missionary trip for 11 months, uh, living out of backpacks, serving different, different cultures, different ministries. Uh, I served on a, on a farm, picking up pigs poop for an, an entire month. Uh, and it just changed my life, you know, and, and through that, I was always able to, to share my story, whether it was, you know, a less fortunate man in Africa or I was in, you know, Albania uh, sharing coffee with uh, an older man. Like I always took it upon myself to share my story so I can empower others. But not only that, you know, listen to other people's stories because you can learn a lot from other people's stories. And so I just knew that if I was able to like really live out my dream that I not only would, you know, it, it would not only fulfill myself, but I would be able to empower and motivate others, you know? So I intentionally did that because I knew one day, like I'm going to be speaking to millions. It's interesting. You talk about not only speaking, but listening, because some of the footage mm-hmm. that I've watched, you, you someone will be having you on and they're thinking that they're talking to this world traveler, this dynamic speaker, uh, all of which you are, but then you'll, pulls a question back to them and it almost catches them off guard, you know, kind of like with <laughs> me in this interview, you know, what's up? Tell, tell, tell us about how you came up with that story idea. It's like, Oh wait, I, I didn't, I wasn't ready for that. But it, it really, it, it really showed that yes, you, you are a speaker and, and gifted in that regard, but you're also very uh, intentional about being a listener. And, and I imagine that mm-hmm. helps with the connection with, with your audiences and with people you talk to. Mm-hmm. I imagine. Is, is that right? Yes, definitely, David. Uh, one thing that my mom always taught me growing up was just the importance of like listening. Like you can learn a lot about a person by just being quiet and listening. And one of my biggest success factors when I, when I go into schools is if, if this can be for anyone, business, sales, salesman, whatever it may be. Whoever your clientele is, like ask them intentional questions. And not only you don't ask just to ask, but 
you ask with intention to then when you go in like to speak or do what do whatever it is like as far as your service you know exactly what they need and there's been time after time where after a speaking engagement teachers or principals will come up to me and say like that's exactly what you that's exactly what we needed like how did you know but they forgot about the conversation that we had a month prior to <laughs> me asking those intentional questions you know so like that's the that's the key to it is just to listen to people's hearts and when you listen to people's hearts you will know exactly how to serve them the speaking topics that you list on your website there's three of them mm-hmm. anti-bullying mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. diversity and inclusion. That's, that's mm-hmm. one topic. And then the final one, hope. And mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're raised in, in Minnetonka and, and you that's, that's home. Mm-hmm. They had, they had some, uh, some troubles, uh, back in February with, uh, mm-hmm. things around the, 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 the uh, girls basketball coach and, and, uh, there were racist messages going around. Mm-hmm. And how, how much, have you tried to help in the dialogue uh, yeah. communication that, to lead to an opportunity for healing? How, how much has your work been able to, to play a role in, in, in maybe uh, doing some good in, in the Minnetonka community? Yeah. So I definitely reached out to uh, Minnetonka high school uh, around that, that time. And just to once again hear what they're going, you know, what they're going through, uh, just so I could be, you know, of service. So I, I listened to the, the principal, Eric, and Jennifer, the assistant principal, um, just to hear exactly from their perspective uh, what, what they need. And they actually brought me in to speak to uh, the men and women of color group uh, back in April. And so with that, I was able just to share my experience to the men and women of color. Um, it was probably like over like a hundred, you know, a hundred students, uh, just to let them know that what they're experiencing right now, um, it's not new, you know, like this is something that I experienced and this is how I handled it. And this is the way you can go about it. Um, and like the biggest thing was that, that I, I really pushed was, you know, empathy, sympathy and, uh, being able to effectively process their emotions, and not only that, being able to effectively communicate their emotions to, uh, you know, the faculty and staff, you know, because th- it is a very frustrating feeling as if, like, no one is listening to me or uh, what I'm saying is going one ear and out the other, but it, it that type of thing takes time, you know, like, racism has been around for thousands of years, you know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. I'm just letting them know, like, in order to really make an impact, like, you have to strategically um, communicate to to these teachers and, and faculty and do your part as far as continue to create these groups um, to make a change, you know? And so they're, they're definitely doing their part on their end to create a change, and I'm just grateful to be of service. On some of the testimonials listened on your website, I thought mm-hmm. this was the ultimate in, in terms of feedback. Said that Rashad would speak and to our, our, our young people, and we would then talk to our young people after Rashad had was done for the day and had left. And they talked about him striking a chord that had never been struck. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's not just your reaching people uh, with, with the speech, but it, it sounds like you're burrowing into a deeper place. And how gratifying mm-hmm. is it to hear that? Yeah, very gratifying. Thank you. Um, that's, that's like the main reason why I knew it was a calling of mine because like I didn't want to, I don't want to speak just to speak, you know, just to get paid for Like it's a, it's a great living and, um, you get to travel and all these things. But like I, I know the power of transformation and I know the power of being able to like go into a place of, of, in someone's heart to truly like change their change their heart and give them a sense of hope you know so that's always something that i just meditate on like i i am a speaker of transformation like when i speak i really want to transform someone's life you know and so that's something that i'm intentional about so thank you for that i speak to classrooms sometimes uh about Mm -hmm. journalism and then sometimes I, i speak to individual mentees and my uh whole focus when I do that is not to just, you know, tell, you know, old war stories and things and mm-hmm, make people mm-hmm. laugh or whatever. My yeah. focus is you give them two or three things they can do today mm-hmm. and make sure that it's, it's, they can put it into action. Now, do you have something mm-hmm. similar in your approach? Yeah. So one thing that I'm big on is exactly that. So just due to my teaching background, I, I, I wanted to merge the two as far as speaking, teaching. And um, so I, I came up with um, a- application activation and imagination activation. So anytime I go into a school or organization to speak, you know, that there's power in imagination. And so I, I have them take time out to imagine whatever it is I'm talking about. But then as far as the approach that you're taking, talking about, that's the application activation. So I give them various principles uh, to apply to their life as far as like now, how are you going to activate what I'm speaking about? You know? And so that can be different worksheets that I, I leave with schools or it could be like on the, the, you know, like the, the presentation PowerPoint um, so they can write it down. And so that's huge. That's amazing to hear that you leave them like with two or three principles to apply to their life. And so that's all a part of like the transformation part, you know, for me. You know, but when you talk about the number of experience you have to draw on, the big thing about getting up and speaking to people is you got to give them something that's going to kind of make them dialed in for everything else you're saying. What's the best Mm -hmm. story you can tell about maybe some humble experience you had overseas or, or yeah. something, where, where do you tend to start to make sure you, you know, either with a laugh or, or to get people's attention? What, what's kind of your go-to intro, if you can give us a sneak peek into, into how you yeah. do it? So the, I got, uh, I got two stories, you know, to, I, I always fill out the audience, you know, so if it's, um, like, uh, an audience where I know, like, oh, I, I got to break the ice, <clears throat> I'll just share with them, um, I'll never forget when, we had to travel from Vietnam to Cambodia. And that was probably, uh, yeah, I mean, it was like probably 15, 20 hour drive. Uh, but the night before, um, I, I ate a burger and we all know that, you know, you're not supposed to eat, you know, uh, like vegetables, anything that had water on it, but it was a burger that like I couldn't wait to, you know, wait to eat. And unfortunately the night before 
I ate it and, uh, you know, um, <laughs> I pooped myself <laughs> the night before. <laughs> in my bed. In my bed, you know? Uh-huh. That's, like, that's, that's a couple of stories that I have. I never forgot. I had a parasite. I was living in a tent for an entire month. And like with that parasite, like it just cleared me out. And so and that was that was a horrible experience, but very humbling. You know, like those are the type of stories that people don't necessarily think about when traveling overseas, but that's just the reality of it, you know? Or if if like I really want to if it's like a very like mature audience, right? Um, yeah. I just go the route of if I'm speaking on, you know, um just race and uh empathy. It would be one of my toughest moments was when I was in uh, Vietnam. Um, and when I step off the bus, automatically I knew it was probably going to be like the toughest month of the, the year. Um, I had people, you know, taking pictures of me, pointing and laughing at me, or, you know, making jokes. Um, and that, that particular uh, month, we were teaching English to college age students. And I never forget, you know, some of the students didn't want me to teach, you know, uh, didn't want me to teach them because they didn't think that I was educated, you know? Mm-hmm. So those were type of the moments where like I, I experienced extreme, you know, racism. Uh, and I, I remember I had to go in the bathroom um, after that, you know, particular moment took place of, you know, uh, students not wanting me to teach them. I had to go in the bathroom, look myself in the mirror and say, you know, you are educated. You are great. You are in- intelligent you know you are a world changer all these affirmations that i speak about when i go into schools like i have to speak them directly back into myself you know and go back out there and uh just teach them you know despite what they may think you know so those are two different experiences that i pull from a lot of times like the middle schoolers like they're elementary like they're you know like when i share the, the story of me pooping on myself like they get a kick out of that and they're like ew i'm like well that's the reality of it you know so <laughs> You know, I'm human. So. Rashad Cohen, turning off potential <laughs> future missionaries, one speech at a time. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it's it's been a pleasure. I I I, yeah. I I appreciate getting a taste of of your transformational, your inspirational, your empowering speaking. I think Thank that's you. come through here today. And uh, for those interested in in hearing more and to book your services for their groups, uh, RashadCohen.com will have a link to the website uh, on the. Uh, on the, on the page where we have the, the recording for this podcast. So thank you very much for being here today. And uh, thank good you, David. Luck I appreciate and, you. Good luck in getting your important messages out there and uh, we'll be, uh, be pulling for you. Thanks for Thank you.